Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You're now between the mats. And it's another great day here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. I am Matt McJunkins. Across the table from me is Matty Stats Wilcox. Matt, how are you today? I'm good, Junk. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. This is episode two of Between the Mats. You know, one thing I wanted to say, Matt, before we really get started is how grateful, man, I am for these these supporters we had. You know, we started this last week. We've, we've kind of prepped for it for quite a while. But, man, we just had some really good feedback, people really positive, encouraging, and, man, absolutely blown away by the growth in just a week. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this, like we've talked about, this is one of our brainchilds, and we didn't really know how it would be received. Um, after a week, um, just the positive feedback and everybody reaching out to us and telling, them, telling us how much they really enjoyed the content and, and the energy and everything, it was really refreshing to hear that. Oh, absolutely, man. I was pumped, you know, and, and I'm continually every day, you know, and I find myself spending all day long checking, see how many, how many more followers, how many more subscribers all day long. Right. But I love it. You know, it keeps me just excited and uh, just really makes the day more fun. Yeah. You know, we were excited about doing this all along and, and to get the positive feedback and the reinsurance, it just makes it, it makes it, it that much better. Absolutely. You know, when we, we start, so we start the podcast with some Razorback information, but I want to add something real quick before we do that. We went to Farmington Friday night. We go to play the Cardinals. First of all, the the facilities are phenomenal. I mean, if you haven't been to Farmington's stadium, it's, I mean, it's better than most college stadiums I've been to. Probably the best high school stadium I've been to. Now, granted, there are others in the state I know are fantastic. But, man, the stadium, the field, the press box, everything was just phenomenal the people were so hospitable very welcoming as we came to the press box they were so nice they fed us jambalaya uh you know cookies everything you could think of i had clint with me you know he goes to the games with right, my seven-year-old right. and they he was like a king in there they had him his own little setup and they had him feeding him and they were just like, i mean he was just like he was a king he was loving it um but i do have to mention <laughs> <laughs> and i love this i do yeah but the Farmington students, they uh, they have a Barstool FHS Twitter page, and uh, of course, Matt, your yes, son, they you, do. <laughs> <laughs> your son Cooper Wilcox is the quarterback for the Panthers at Greenbrier, and uh, man, all week long they're throwing darts at Cooper. Oh man, it was it was it was some good stuff. I mean, they, they obviously did their homework. They talked about his current girlfriend, his ex girlfriend. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty brutal. But you know, it was all in good fun. It, it's uh, it it made for a fun game. It really did. The student section was actually chanting his girlfriend's name during the game. So it was it was great. Oh, uh, but what my favorite part though, and and I mean they were they were creative. They were. <laughs> My favorite part, though, is Cooper all week long. He doesn't say anything. He 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 keeps the the class level, you know. He's gonna got to focus on the game. But then Friday night after the game, right? He posts finally posts on Twitter. He tweets a picture of him and his girlfriend at homecoming with the word scoreboard. That's right. 
Last laugh, baby. That's the Wilcox scene, right? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, it all seemed to be just really good fun. You know, it kind of created a little rivalry in this game. And uh, I, I just really – I mean, it made it fun. It did, absolutely. And that that's the kind of thing in high school sports that we love. I mean, Right. It's what makes things like this fun to talk about. That's right. That's right. So, big game for the Hogs this week. Huge game. It really is. Going down to Aggieland. Oh, Kyle Field, College Station, number seven, Texas A&M. I think that's a little bit of an overrate. Mm, it's a stretch. Um, you know, we had a week off last week that we badly needed. Had some Hogs we had to get healed. You know, so having those guys back, prep, you know, for another – for a game this week with uh, Texas A&M that we are projected to lose – a 12-and-a-half-point line right now. Uh, you know, we may lose this game, Matt, but I love giving Barry Odom two weeks to prepare. Absolutely. A defense to, uh, you know, to dial something up for this Kellen Mond-led, you know, Aggie offense. Right. You know, when I look at this game, Junk, you know, like you said, they're, they're rated seven in the nation. Jimbo Fisher typically gets the benefit of the doubt for whatever reason. He's like Notre Dame. <laughs> My brother would resent that statement. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you know, um, they did beat a good Florida team. Um, that's the only win, notable win that he's had since he's been there. I think that's why they're rated as high as they are. You know, offensively, they are dynamic. They've got some good playmakers. Spiller, the running back, he's a stud out of the backfield. He's averaging over 100 yards a game. What's crazy is, is when I looked at this game and I started thinking about Kellen Mond, who's played there for 47 years, it seems like, and we'll get another one. Right, exactly. Um, I always thought of him as a dual-threat quarterback. And, right. you know, he is very athletic. But, sure, sure. But when I looked at the stats, he's only rushed the ball for 46 yards so far this year. So, he only runs when he absolutely has to. And I think defensively, Odom's going to dial some things up to, to stop the run but also make him uncomfortable. Put some pressure on him. That's right. You know, and I think when we think of him being such a runner is because he's so elusive. Right. You know, he can move in the backfield, but like you said, maybe – Maybe it's not his first choice to go downfield with his feet. That's true. And and he's gotten a lot of praise for how good he's played so far this year. He's thrown the ball for 984 yards this year. Felipe Franks, 974 yards through the air so far this year. I love it, man. Our quarterback's better than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe, you know, there is an argument there. Uh, I think Franks, Franks is such a kind of a trivial player because he – He's so much better than anything we've had in so long. Right. But but with this offense struggling to kind of get the motor going, mm -hmm. sometimes you're just like, what are you doing? But that you know, and that's also that you know, that's not all his fault because he's been running for his life a lot. He has. And I think the biggest key to this game for us, and I know we talked about it a little bit last week, is we've got to establish a run game. Absolutely. We have to. We got to get Boyd going. He's on you know, I think he's healthy healthier than he's been all year coming into this game. I was looking at the stats. He's, you know, his longest rush from scrimmage so far this year. Oh, it can't be big. Eight yards. Yeah, eight yards. And this guy was breaking fifty, sixty yard runs all year last year. Yeah, I mean, he he looks he he has more than anybody I've seen. He he reminds me of D Mac. Right, the way he runs. The sure. Ball. So we've got to establish a line of scrimmage. We have got to get him going, which is going to be tough sledding because they're only allowing seventy six yards on the ground a, a game. Uh, but I think for us to have a chance to win this ball game, we've got to establish a run. You know, it's going to be uh, 
a tough place to play. Kyle Field's, you know, the home of the 12th man. Right. It's always tough there. They're supposed to have 50,000 there. That's crazy. Uh, you know, in a COVID crowd, 50,000. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've beaten us eight years in a row. Last three games decided by seven points or less. But, Matt, I've got the stat. Let me hear it. This is, this is why we're going to win. The Aggies have lost six times on Halloween. Arkansas owns five of those losses. That's an incredible stat, John. <laughs> it's got to mean something, right? <laughs> so I'm going with the homer pick. The Hogs are going to force four turnovers. Take that 12-and-a-half-point line for a and I'm going Hogs by 11. Picking them win outright. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Not so fast, man. <laughs> No, I, I would I would love to see the Hogs win this game. I just don't I just don't think offensively we've got it clicking good enough to put enough points on the board to beat them. I've got Texas A and M winning another close ball game, uh, which will break my heart. But I am going to pick the Aggies in this one by three, and so and that's why I love it when you're wrong. <laughs> you you know, guys, I've got to kind of go with uh, Wilcox on this, I guess, because. Um, I feel like I'm living in fantasy land right now, the way the Hogs are playing. Right. And I'm just waiting to wake up and go, oh, here we go. This sure. is, we're back at this again, you know. So, hopefully it won't be the case. But, yeah, I don't see Arkansas winning this football game. You know, Stuttgart Carl, <laughs> I was feeling pretty good doing just fine over here before you brought your negativity into this game. Oh, man, I'm just trying to look at reality, I guess. Like I said, I'm just dwelling maybe a little bit too much on the past. So, <laughs> But I hope they win. I hope yeah. they win. Hopefully it's going to be a good game. That's the biggest thing, That's too. Right. Make, it a, make it a good game. Hey, and, we, and we've, you know, we talked about it coming in the year. As long as the Hogs come in and compete, we'd be happy. We're happy. But we're, yeah. do, we're doing way more than that this yeah, year. Yeah, we are. We are. Woo pig. Yeah. And turn, so, hey, turn on that jukebox, baby. That's right. And so, speaking about picks, let's talk about picks from last week a little bit. little high school football. A little high school football. So, last week in our picks, um, Junk went a, a formidable 9 for 12 in his picks, only to lose to me. <laughs> Here we go. That, I went 11 for 12. You know, I, he didn't I, mention that the week before when we did our mock podcast, yeah. I was 6-0 and oh and he was 3-3. But, three three. but see, Junk, here's the problem, oh, So, we're talking about practice. <laughs> You, you talk about practice. <laughs> but see, here's the problem, though. You, you, you know, uh, and you and I talked about it. You know, you've got a nickname, Junk. Now I've got a nickname, Stuttgart Carl. You know, Matt's new nickname, Wilcox, is Stats. Stats. So he's pulling all them stats out on you, man. That's why he's beating, why you beat you last week like well, that. Well, after y'all see my pick from last week, we're going to talk about it a little bit. You're going to call me Crystal Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Junk Vegas and Crystal Ball. <laughs> yeah, Junk Vegas is my most popular name that I'm often called, you know, by fans. Well, let's get into it this week. Uh, we'll start again at 2A. Um, I'll start out with 2A this week with my top five uh, for the class of 2A. Uh, I've got Fordyce still uh, at the top of the rankings. That they won their game last week big. I got them number one at 8 no. Uh, moved the Go Devils. I had them at three last week. I moved them up to two after an impressive win over Pullen last week. At three, I've got Desark. I got the Eagles at eight and zero on the season. I've got them at three, and number four, I moved up from five last week. I got Bigelow, the Panthers at eight and zero, only allowing nine points a ball game. And then for my fifth spot, I've got Clarendon at five and one on the season. I like it, Matt. You're close, but I'm gonna tell you why you're not exactly right. <laughs> Let me hear. <laughs> Fordyce, hey, I'm with you, man. Number one, 
They're eight no. They've just been so dominant this year. They've dominated two A. They beat a three A rising team. They beat a four A Monticello team, and they've beat tough two A teams. You know, you talk about Camden, Harmony Grove, Junction City, Carlisle, Clarendon. These are teams we know about every single year in this classification right. that are good football teams, and they really rolled through this thing. Sure. Uh, so I'm with you, man. Fordyce. I don't think anybody touched them this year. Uh, number two, Desark. I'm with you there. That was who you had, right? I did. No, no, no had, you moved Gurdon up I to moved two. Gurdon, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is where you start losing your mind <laughs> because Desark is number two in the country, or country, the state. And uh, they're eight no. Man, they pound the ball. Their 20 point win against a good McCrory team is their closest contest. They're averaging 48 points per game. They haven't scored less than 43, and their defense has only given up 13. Their biggest matchup is going to be next week with Clarendon, who you've got in your top five, right. uh, who is a good football team, and they've got a dude down there that can uh, is a sure enough athlete, running back, right? Yeah, he can go. Um, number three, I do have the Go Devils of Garden at number three. Uh, you know, they were a little lower on my list last week. I think I had them at four. Uh, Lost week one to an undefeated 3A Prescott team by seven. They've rolled through 2A pretty much. And I go, oh, you're going to burn me on this. But they uh, they beat an undefeated Poen team Friday. Yeah, didn't, you, didn't you have them at five last week and said, uh, prove me wrong, Poen? Is that what you said? <laughs> I knew that I was going to hear about this. <laughs> hey, I had a good argument for proving me wrong with Poen. <laughs> so they did prove me wrong. And in more than one way, they they got that you know Poen lost. They're now seven and one. They're out of the top five. Still a great football team, but uh, but Gurdon also proved me why they are that number three spot. Sure. Uh, they're good. You know they should probably beat Mount Ida this week to take the five two eight championship. All right, Bigelow. You know I like Bigelow. They're defense, my number. Baby. They're my number fourteen because they are defense. That's I love right. defense. I'm a defense guy. They're eight no. They're giving up nine points per game. Uh, they just keep getting it done. Uh, they beat a second-place team uh, in the conference magazine, 35-0, so nobody's really pushed them in that conference. They'll play Hector this week probably should or should take home the 2A-4 conference championship this week. Right. And then five, I got Junction City. You know, they're four and two. It, that record does not reflect the talent, I think, at Junction City. Oh, I agree. You know, they had a close loss to Fordyce, the team that I, I don't think – can be touched. I think that you put four dice in three A, they're at the top. Right. Um, but okay. So here's the deal. They had a close eight point win over Hampton Friday night. That's not real sexy. Sure. But I, you know, I still think they're they're still as good as I thought they were. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I would have expected them. Now, don't get me wrong. Hampton's a good football team. Right. But I expected Junction to score more. Uh, this week's going to tell the story, though. They play Bearden. If they do what they should, what I expect them to do, then you know this is the will tell their story whether they're a top five team or they're just in that group, that next level of really good teams. I like it. I like it, Junk, and that does bring us into the ASI Spotlight Game of the Week for two A. We are going to switch up the format just a little bit from last week, where we picked two games that we talked about in depth. We're just going to do one game uh, per week per classification, and then we're going to do what we call a lightning round. The lightning round. I love it. Yes, sir. So our spotlight, ASA spotlight game of the week for 2A is Junction City Dragons, 4-2 uh, and two on the season, 2-1 and one in conference, going to Bearden, who's 4-4 four and four on the season, 3-1 and one in conference. Last year's matchup between these teams was won by Junction City by 44-0. to Neal. Wow. Yeah, Junction City really dominated them last year. Um, this year's a different year. Junction City comes in averaging 29 points a game, only giving up 16 
returning six starters on offense and defense. Bearden's coming in averaging 23.5 points on offense, 18 points on defense. Uh, they're, Bearden's led by their quarterback, Dominic Hammond, who's coming off a great game last week. He rushed for close to 160 yards and a couple scores. They've got talent down there at Bearden. I just think Junction City – the program, the tradition, uh, they've won seven of the last conference championships and played for three consecutive state championships. That's impressive. Very impressive. Matt, you know, growing up in South Arkansas, knowing a little bit about the teams down there, Junction City every single year has a team full of big, physical, athletic, just dudes right. that can play football. Um, I They might be a little down this year compared to – Recent Junction City teams, but I still think they get it done with, uh, like I'm sorry, with Bearden. Uh, I'm going with the Dragons by 14. I like that pick. You know, their senior running back, Jamal Johnson, he carried the ball for over 220 yards last week. I think he carries it strong this week to a victory. I've got Junction City by 17. So we oh, yeah. we both picking Junction City in a comfortable win in the spotlight game this week. Uh, that'll bring us into our lightning round for 2A. I'm just going to read the matchup, read you um, why I'm right and Junk's wrong. <laughs> he stole my line. He did it. He stole my line. And so, for the first matchup, 2A, I got Bigelow Panthers going to Hector. I've got Bigelow by 21. Uh, good pick, Matt. I got the Panthers by 23. Hazen going to Carlisle. Matt, you know, rivalry game here. They're not very far apart down the road. I've got Carlisle by six. Oh, I like it, Matt. I'm going with my old college buddy, Caleb, Coach Caleb Shock, and the Bison by six as well. I like it. England, the Lions going to Desark. I got Desark by 31. Uh, that's that's a good pick, and I may be a little overconfident here with this one, uh, but, man, after seeing what Desark has done this year and especially lately, I got him rolling by 42. Okay. I got – next game I got four dice. The Red Bugs are going to a tough Hampton team that played uh, played Junction City really tough last week. I've got four dice by 17. Again, I may be a little uh, stretch here. I got the Red Bugs by 30. Big win. Man, they're good. They are good. Next game, Mount Ida going to the Go Devils of Gurdon. I've got Gurdon by 24. Me too, man. You know, I'm a believer now in the go to the old thumb biting go devils. <laughs> That's right. Uh, next matchup is the Dirks going to Mineral Springs, the former home of Matthew McJunkins, the legend. <laughs> right. I've got Dirks by 21 in this one. I tell you what, man, you know, I, I bleed green gold. I love the Hornets. I mean, that's home. You know, I, I pull for Green Bryan. That's that's I'm, I support. That's my hometown right. where my kids go to school. But I'm a darn hornet when it comes <laughs> down to it, and uh, I love it. I'm glad to see them really coming on this year. Uh, they're, they're, Coach Bench really got the offense. It seems like they're scoring a lot of points now. I hate to do this. I'm gonna pick the Outlaws. I think they'll outlast the Hornets by 12, just because I think Derek's is pretty good this year. Yeah, I agree. And the last game for our lightning round in 2A, uh, McCrory going to Cross County. This game was supposed to be played week seven. It got canceled due to COVID, so they're going to play it this week. I've got McCrory by six. That's a good pick, Matt. This is a good matchup, especially for a thrown-together game. Two good teams. I I have them, I have the Jaguars by, by four. I, I like it. So, did we agree on every game in that classification? On the winner, we yeah. did. Yeah, on the winner, yeah. we were close to most of the points. Yeah, and so the way we did this is is I picked the games, and then we both picked separately our scores. And this is the first time we're we're revealing those to each other. So that'll bring us into our three A matchups. Um, we'll go through our top five and three A. Junk, won't you lead us off? So number one, I got Harding Academy, the Wildcats over there in Cersei. Uh I've got them. They're five and one. 
they're returning state champs, hard to stop. They're well coached. Uh, they're just until they lose. Until they lose, I can't go against them. You sure. know. Um, so they got a huge game Friday night with Newport. Yes, they do. And uh, I really, really look forward to that. And my number two pick this week is Newport. I think it sets up for a great matchup. They're eight and zero. Uh, super impressive. Only difference between them and Harding Academy is a close loss over Melbourne, who Harding Academy handled right. this Friday. Sure. Uh, can't wait to see this week's matchup uh, with Harding Academy. Uh, number three, I've got Rising. You know, they've been dominant in every game except for their one-point loss to Fordyce. Right. Uh, a, a team that you know I believe is could go jump to 3A and B right there at the top. Right there in the mix, yeah. Right. Um they didn't play McGee, and that's the game I think would tell us how good they really are. Uh, and they haven't played in three weeks, and they're not playing again this week. Right. Uh, I'm going to keep them at three, though, for now. Uh, McGee, they jumped up this week in my top five. They're in my number four team. They're unbeaten. They've got a great defense. And they probably won't lose in regular season now. You know, I wish we'd have seen them in right. rising play. Yeah. Number five, Hoxie, unbeaten, 7-0. and oh. They score a lot of points. Had a big statement, went over Piggott a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and But the only thing about Hoxie that I'm not over, overly confident about is their schedule doesn't seem to be super tough. Sure. All right, I like your, I like your top five. I'm going to agree with you at one. I had Harding Academy there last week. I'll keep them there this week after a, a convincing victory over a good Melbourne bunch last Friday. Uh, number two, I've got the Curly Wolves of Prescott. Oh! Coming in at six and zero, uh, just dominating all year. They're averaging fifty two points a game and only giving up eleven. You'll win a lot of ball games like that. I got them at two. Hoxie coming in at number three on my board, uh, seven and zero on the season. They've got a dynamic uh, quarterback down there at Hoxie, and uh, he's a heck of a playmaker. I've got them at three. Number four, rising four and one on the season. Like you mentioned, the close loss. You know. It, it's a little bit troubling because they hadn't played in so long. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see when they do get back to on the field if they're if they're rusty or right. But, right. but I do have them at four still. And then number five this week for me, I've got Newport, who's eight and zero, who has a huge game against Harding Academy this week, which will bring us into our spotlight game of the week. You know, there was a a few different ways we could go because there's some really good matchups in this classification. There really is, Matt. I think you went with the right one. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, man. And there's some good – there's some slugfests. I mean, we could have gone with Hoxie and Osceola. We could have gone with uh, Melbourne and ha- Camden, Harmony Grove. Oh, That's going to be a good one. Yeah, Booneville, uh, Paris. Booneville, uh-huh. Paris. There's just some great matchups in this classification. But our game of the week is Newport 8-0 uh, on the season and 4-0 in conference going to Harding Academy, who's 5-1 and on the season and 2-0 and in conference. Junk, tell us a little bit about this ball game. I love this matchup. You know, I've already mentioned that. You know, it's funny. It's kind of like two different stories. You got Newport. They're kind of the hard-nosed powerhouse that who consistently produces great teams every year. And then you got Harding Academy, who is kind of a more disciplined, finesse, hard to cover, just throws so much at you. Right. Um, well coached. You know, the Wildcats every year, they're towards the top, if not the best team in the state. Um I'm taking the returning state champions, Wildcats, by seven. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like the contrast and styles here between Newport and Harding Academy. Uh, the Greyhounds get it done uh, with a sophomore quarterback this year. He stepped in and thrown for over 800, 800 yards so far this season. Yeah. Good player. Uh, Marshall, I believe, is his last name. Uh, they're all-conference running back. Davis, uh, he has 4-4 four, four speed, 
one of the wow. t- yeah one of the top recruits in the state coming out of a classification a smaller classification that's big time um but Harding Academy their quarterback man he's a stud John. returning state champion returning state champion quarterback he's thrown for 5400 yards through the air in his career and get you this. know they've got a they've got several guys that have done the same thing through the years 5400 yards 76 touchdowns it's wow. incredible so um they're just hard they're just hard to cover uh his go-to receivers Ty Duggar he's hauled in 43 receptions 500 yards on the season I just think Harding Academy is going to be too much for Newport to cover I've got them winning a close one I got Harding Academy by six so we're one point difference one point difference yeah great minds think a lot that's right baby so our lightning round for 3a we got West Fork at Charleston I've got Charleston by 17 I got him by 12 Hoxie Big matchup here. Hoxie going to Osceola. This will probably determine the conference championship. I've got Osceola by seven. Oh, pick the upset. Yes, sir. I'm going with Hoxie by eight. I like it. First one we disagreed on. All right. Another big matchup here will determine, more than likely determine the one seed out of the conference. Boonville going to Paris. I've got Boonville by ten. I got him by three. Close ball game. Ah, man. There's two teams that are going to be throwing – Punches. Son. Yes, sir. I'm talking dogfight. This would be a good one to go watch. It would be. Yeah, a lot of fun. McGee going to Dollarway. I've got McGee by 14. I got I got McGee by 10. Harrisburg going to Corning. I've got Corning by three in this Oh, one. I got him by six. Nice. And then Melbourne taking a long trek down to Camden Harmony Grove. I think it's 450-mile round trip. Golly, this, but, now this is a kind of a thrown-together game, right? Yeah, it is. Fill-in. Right, fill-in due to COVID. Um I just think the dead gum trip back down there and back is going to be too much. I think Melbourne's a great football team, but I'm going to give the edge to Camden Harmony Grove. Man, I'm the same way. I, I thought, you know, the season Melbourne's had, and they're good, man, they are. But after what we've experienced going doing playing games, like the Ursa playing games, but uh, filling games, driving down south. Right. Man, it's it, it's, it's a tough. toll. It is, and I, I'm the same way. I was going to pick Melbourne, but seeing them go down there at Camden, I'm I'm going with Camden by four. I've got Camden by six, and then our last game in our lightning round in three A is Bismarck going to Falk, which is going to be a dandy of a ball game. I've got Bismarck by seven. I got them by twelve. Nice. All right, so that wraps up three A. Uh, bring us into four uh, A. Actually, before we do four A, Stuttgart Carl, let's get our ASI question. All right, guys. So, you know, doing this last week, it was a lot of fun. And so I just kind of wanted to throw this out to you, and it goes back to uh, to college football. You know, I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to watch that Auburn Ole Miss game this weekend? I watched the last – I watched the last quarter. Okay. I did. Okay. So, all right. So you heard about the controversy play there. Uh, basically, just to fill everybody in, you know, Auburn ended up taking the lead, and they, and they kicked the ball off. Uh, Auburn's returner, Sean Sh- Silvers, Looked like he touched the ball. Oh, he touched it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it ended up going into the end zone, and the officials didn't even stop play to review it. And it's so funny because I got on Twitter because Lane Kiffin, you know, he's famous for Twitter. And uh, he got on there and he said, y'all are a disgrace, SEC. Your officiating is absolutely atrocious. If y'all want to just keep gifting Auburn wins, just say it. So, So he tweeted that out. And the SEC came back and, you know, did some kind of apology. But they also fined Kiffin $25,000 for that statement. Mm. So, basically, 
you know, he got fined, and he, he just basically said what needed to be done. You should have stopped the game and review it. And then, of course, Gus had his press conference today, and, he, you know, someone asked him about that question. You know, it's happened twice, Arkansas now here with Ole Miss, and, and Gus, and they asked Gus a question. He said, well, we had a penalty, a holding call on kickoff that we got a touchdown call back, and he said it is what it is. So my question to you guys then is, is that the same? You know, is that the same – when you don't even stop play to even review a play, but then you get a holding call that comes back. I mean, there's, you know, I just, I just don't understand how Gus can come out and say, you know, well, that's the same thing when in reality, you know, what do y'all, what y'all's take on that? What do you think, Joe? So he said what I felt for the last several years. How do you have, how do you have the best conference in college football? And terrible officiating every single year. And, I mean, I'm telling you, I've been preaching this for a long time, and people get tired of me talking about it, and they think I'm a whiner, and, I, you know, maybe so. But they're terrible. Mm-hmm. And and so my biggest problem was – so they come out and they tell, they tell these coaches they can't tell their players or anything the explanation that they were giving. Right? Yeah. By the SEC. Well, and what's so bad about it is then the SEC turns around and – puts out a statement to apologize for it. Right. You know, so. Well, and so that's what gets me is the SEC has the audacity to say that you – who are you to question us? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Who are right. you to call us out when we just told you we were wrong? Yeah. 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 Twice. And to answer your question about Gus, what Gus said, I don't think it's the same thing. No. And secondly, are they going to find Gus now for saying that? Because he just basically said that. Yeah, they had a holding call. They yeah. missed a call. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's the same thing either. I mean, you can go back through any ball game at any level, and there's going to be missed calls. Mm-hmm. There's going to be missed calls. But when there's something that blatant that you have a chance to see and review, and you don't even take a look at it, I mean, we're talking about a game-changing play, yep. which I'm sure the holding penalty was – that was a huge play in the game too. But at that point of the ball game, you take the time – How do you not? Take the time to look at it and get it right. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then he gets fined $25,000 for, for, for basically saying, you know, well, SEC, you just admitted it, and then yeah. you're still going to fine me $25,000. It's you know crazy. what the SEC has successfully done, though? They've caused human beings to want to back Lane Kiffin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. true. That's you, true. You know, the, the only thing that I thought when I was when I was looking at this question, how, how do you solve an issue like this? Is that I think instead of maybe uh, suspending referees or whoever, man, get in their pockets. Sure. You know, if they make a mistake like this, and it's not just the on field guys, it's the guys in the booth or in Birmingham or wherever they are. Instead of the SEC just coming out, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. You know, take it a little bit more seriously on this because this really did change the game. I mean, Auburn could be what one win right now, That's basically. Right. You know, yeah. so it, it right. really one changed. The, yeah, so it really changed the outcome of two games. So my thing, I, my thing, really though, I, you know. I'm not so upset about official making a bad call. And I was talking about this on our broadcast Friday night, you know, because I was bragging on the officials that we had, even though there were a couple of calls I disagree with. You know, officials make mistakes just like players make mistakes, just like coaches make mistakes. That doesn't make them a bad crew. Right. It's consistency. Yeah. And, and, and when you got – that, what really upsets me about the, the SEC is their arrogance about it. Yeah. And they're unwilling to well, try to own it. Well, but, but, but at least in the, co- in the collegiate level – 
everybody's held responsible. That's right. Coaches are held responsible. Players are held responsible. Everybody's held responsible. Well, Why are, are the refs not held well, in a higher But you're held responsible by your, your play. You don't fire a coach for a bad call. You don't fire a player – bench a player for one bad play, and that's what I'm saying. You you know, officials should be given some leniency to some degree on a few bad calls or a few misses, but it's your consistency. You know, we're seeing this happen a lot. Yeah, that's true. What what, what I just what blows me away about the whole thing is you've got a if you've got an official sitting in the booth yes. that has access to replay. I mean I can right, see it on right, my t- right, I can see right. it on my TV. So why just swallow your pride yeah. and get the call right on the field. Yes. Yeah. I mean I went back and rewound it three or four times and I thought, oh my gosh, Ole Miss is going to win this football game. And then they didn't even stop and look at it. That's right. what blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So Whatever, but anyway. well, awesome. Do you have anything else for us, Carl? No, that's it, guys. Appreciate well, it. Yeah, going forward, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have an email address for between the mats to where uh, some of our fans can email some questions or some topics that they would like for us to, to discuss. And Carl's yeah. going to go through those and pick out one. Yeah, and the email address is between the mats at gmail dot com. So just between the mats, no posture or anything like that at gmail dot com. So y'all can shoot us an email. Um, and we'll go through it, and uh, I'll pull out a question and ask these guys and get their thoughts on it then. I figured it'd be hit me up at Stuttgart Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we're fixing to get in 4A now. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah 4A. Rosberg. That's right, baby. That's right. Well, let's do it. I'll, I'll start with 4A. Um, we'll go through my top five in 4A. Number one this week, just like last week, the old Rice Birds from Stuttgart. Uh, they had a big win, blanked um, – Blank alone. No, who did they beat last week? Blank Mills, twenty-eight to nothing. So they're seven and zero on the season. I uh, got number two. I got Shiloh Christian. Shiloh, impressive team. Score a lot of points. Uh, beat a good Elkins team, forty-nine to twenty-eight. But the score doesn't really indicate the, how close that ball game was. Um, Elkins actually led that ball game late in the third quarter, and Shiloh just turned it on in the fourth. And Elkins is a good football team. They are. They are. I got Shiloh at two. Number three, I got Joe T. Robinson at five and three on the season. Uh, they smashed box out last week, fifty-two to three. Uh, number four this week, I jumped them up from five last week. Or is Arkadelphia the Badgers? They continue to impress uh, after getting back on the field after a, a couple, two, three weeks off due to COVID. I've got them at four, and then for my fifth spot, I've got Rivercrest at seven and zero on the season. Matt, I, I, I agree with most of that. Uh, my number one, and I do like Stuttgart. You know, I do. I'm still sticking with Shallow Christian. I know they played a close one, but I think Elkins is serious. I think they're a good football team, and and what matters is they pulled it out. They did. You know they're they're impressive offensively. Uh, Shallow is. My big question for them is: Can they win against the SEC of four A football? Right. And that is the four A seven. Yes. I mean they get, you talk about teams just stacked up. It's a, it's a gauntlet. It is, and and you know you you're looking at state champions for years and years back. Right. Uh, number two, I've got Robinson. Uh, man, you know Robinson's a missed field goal off the upright from beating Nashville in Nashville, and you know pushing for that number one spot. Sure. Uh, I've got three. I've got Stuttgart. You know. Defense wins championships. I mean, they're they're only allowing four point seven yeah. points a ball game. That's just a little over a field goal, Stuttgart call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that, and I saw that they blanked that team this weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, dude! So yeah, they're that, getting it that done defense every week. is for real. Yeah, they're getting it done every week, and I hope that we get to see them against one of these seven A jugger seven A four uh, conference four juggernauts. Yeah, because uh, man, 
they're impressive. Number four, I've got Arkadelphia. I'm a big believer in Arkadelphia, mm-hmm. even though, you know, got a new coach this year. Didn't know how things were going to go with the other one leaving. Uh, but, man, they're big. They're physical. They've got a running back that looks like Goliath. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went down there and played him. A close matchup. He's and a stud. He is, man. They're good. And then number five, I'm going with my Nashville Scrappers, baby. You know, I grew up in South Arkansas down in Mill Springs. Well, five miles is Nashville. And, of course, a lot of my friends and family are Nashville people. And so, I've, I, you know, I'm a supporter of the Scrappers. Uh, that Ashdown loss knocked them down, you know. Sure. Uh, from what I understand, there's a lot of players out okay. with injuries Okay. Uh, in that game. That explains uh, a lot. You know, so that that what I what I got in my notes though is that loss to Ashton probably keeps them from being number two. You know, because they were already up there, right? Uh, but you can't ever count the scrappers out. Let me tell you, they have a way of finding their way up at that top spot real often. Well, and that's what makes this this is one of my favorite classifications, just because there's seven or eight teams that you can make an argument for, and I think that the playoffs for this classification is going to be a lot of fun. I do too. I agree a hundred percent. So our ASI spotlight game of the week for 4A is Ashdown, who's six and two on the season, three and two in conference, going to Joe T. Robinson. This will be a big game for playoff implications. Joe T. is five and three on the year, three and one in conference. Um, Junk, talk to us a little bit about this game. So you know, Ashdown had a big win over an injured Nashville team a couple of weeks ago. But I don't think Ashdown's quite in that upper echelon of the SEC of four A. Right. You know, I mean they're they're a good football team. The Panthers are always put producing athletes down there uh, in Little River County. Uh, but uh, I think Robinson's just too good, man. I think their record's deceiving. You know, I've mm-hmm. got them at two, but that five and three record is deceiving. Um, I think uh, that they'll end up in. They could end up in that final game this year. So I'm going with uh, Joe T by 21. Big win by Joe T. I, I agree with you, Junk, on this one. Uh, I've got Joe T by 16. You know, Ashdown's got a kid down there that's a sophomore. Yeah, stud. Shamar Easter. He's six five, two oh five as a sophomore. Yeah, already holds offers from Arkansas and Kansas. We'll get many, many more to come. He's one of those kids that can not only change a ball game, he can change your program. Yeah. I mean, he's that good. Yeah, just think when he starts growing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, they got to look out for him. They, they've they had some injuries the last couple of weeks. I think they, they said last week they were down to their third running back in that ball game. So, I think that's going to hurt them. Um, Robinson, their, their senior quarterback, all-conference, Buddy Gaston, he's 6'4", 210, heck of a football player. They've also got a dynamic running back. Um Hunter Smith, he possesses 4-4 speeds, averaging over 6.7 yards of carry this season. Mm. Seven yards of carry, it's hard to hard to keep a team from getting a first down. Let me tell you, 4-4 four, four is going. That's getting it. That's <laughs> getting it. I think, like I said, I think uh, Joe T is too much in this one. I've got him by 16. So, that will lead us into our lightning round for 4A. Uh, CAC going to Bald Knob. I've got CAC by 21 in this one. Let me tell you, Bald Knob's a pretty good football team. And I was going through their record and mm-hmm. their teams. They, they're they pretty good. I'm with you, though, man. I got Coach Shue and the Mustangs by 14. I like it. Got Heber Springs Panthers going to Clinton Yellow Jackets. This is a big rivalry game. Huge rivalry. Huge rivalry game. I'm going to go by Clinton in this one by one point. I like it. You think it is going to be close. I do. I do, too. I'm going with Clinton by six, but, hey, less than a touchdown. Same right. idea. Uh, Malvern going to Nashville. I've got Nashville by 13. I got the Scrappers by 17. Blavel at Pocahontas. I've got Pocahontas by 16. Um, I got Pocahontas by 11. 
Okay. Got Gravit going to uh, Shallow Christian. I think Shiloh rolls in this one. I've got him by 35. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I'm, I'm, and I may shoot this a little too big here, but I got the Saints by 42. Okay. Lone Oak, Lone Oak coming off a tough loss last week uh, to CAC going to Stuttgart. Doesn't get any easier. I've got no. the Rice Birds by 13. You're right, Matt. Uh, Matt. Yeah. I mean, they lost a tough one to CAC last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty handedly, you know. Yeah. Uh, I got I got Stuttgart by sixteen. Okay, and then our last game for our lightning round in four A, we got Hamburg going to Warren. Ought to be a, a great ball game. You know, Hamburg is a good football team. Warren's a little bit down from where they have been, but I've got uh, Warren by seven in this one. I got the Lumberjacks by eight, baby. I love it. All right. Well, that'll wrap us up for four A. Uh, we'll lead right into five A. Um, we're a little bit a little bit biased about five A. Just man, and it's it's such a good classification this year it is it is and it is usually every year but you know i i'm like you i love 4a too i love the way that those conferences set up right and i feel the same about 5a sure it ought to be a lot of fun um so i'll go into my top five for 5a i'll start off i've got pa of course uh number one um eight no on the season they're just rolling people week after week they got a uh a BB team that has struggled uh, so far this year, this week. I look for them to get a, a big win there. Uh, got Win. I moved Win up to number two. Um, I've got them eight and zero in the season. Uh, Harrison at number three at seven and one on the season. A big win last week against Moralton. A double overtime win. Oh man! What a ball game. You know, I picked Moralton to win that one. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, hey. Pretty good pick. It was a good pick because hey. I, I, I thought I thought Harrison would handle them. I really did. I thought they would win comfortably, but it was a heck of a ball game. Carl, did you see how it ended? I texted you and told you how oh, it you ended. Oh, you did because I was on the broadcast. <laughs> you texted me. I was yeah. going back with tour, back and forth between the Greenbrier and uh, Harrison Royalton game. Yeah, I feel uh, bad for that Royalton kicker. I do kicker. too, man. man. That was tough. That was tough. Missed, a, missed an extra point. Yeah, but you know, Harrison had a chance to keep Royalton out of the end zone there at the end, just on the fourth down. I think it was fourth and five, and um, quarterback rolled out to his right and threw a pass that I thought Harrison could get to and knock it down. They weren't able to, so – uh, but yeah, that was that was that was a heck of a ball game, and they won at Moralton too, which is a tough place That's to win. Tough right. place to win. All right, I got number four. Little Rock Christian took it on the chin last week uh, in a big game against PA. Um, I, Little Rock Christian's five and two in the season. I got them at number four, and then rounding out my top five. You know, I don't know a whole lot about this team. They hadn't played but four ball games this year, but they are undefeated. Uh, they look like the cream of the crop down in the South. So I've got Texarkana at five. Yeah, you know that. They're undefeated. Right. Um, my five this week, Matt, you know, the Bruins and Blask Academy, they're still at the top. They're 8-0. Man, Kevin Kelly's just got a, a machine there. He does. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, how impressive how they do things. I mean, I've got a cousin there, you know, Trevor Duke, who is a sophomore starting center who is 6'2", 170 pounds. Right. I mean, this kid's not not huge. I mean, sure. he's he's got a big – Big stature, you know, he's 6'2", and I'm sure in two years he'll be considerably bigger. But he's a starting center and doing a good job, and they're, they're, their whole line's less than 210 pounds a person. And they're – I mean, his dad sent me a text message of, a couple of weeks ago after they played that uh, Virginia Life team, mm-hmm. and uh, the, it, it was the picture was <laughs> – a, a defensive lineman, I believe, or maybe an offensive lineman, but this this guy, this player for this Virginia school, was standing next to the referee, and it looked like he was at his waist. 
I'm thinking these kids are blocking this guy. Right. So what where I'm going with that is is that Kevin Kelly teaches these kids how to play football. Yeah. And 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 he does it in such a unique way that uh, it's unlike anybody else in the state and often unlike anybody else in the country. I agree. So I'm going with them. Uh, they're very impressive to watch, uh, especially on offense. Uh, they dominated Christian. Dominated. They did. Yep. You know, that's a good Christian team. Uh, number two, I've got Win at 8-0. They're unbeaten. They're rolling. You know, I hope to see this team play the Bruins uh, just to see if they can kind of test Harding Academy. I mean, sorry, uh, Plask Academy. Uh, it could be a good game. Right. Uh, Harrison – I've got them at number three after their win over Moralton. You know, I picked Moralton to beat them. I knew it was going to be – or I felt like it was going to be a really close game, and it came down to an extra point in double overtime. You know, Keelan's very impressive. I uh, understand Moralton put a hat on him, yep. put him out. Knocked him out in the third quarter, I believe. So, uh, you know, they squeaked – Harrison squeaked by two 5A opponents uh, with uh, Greenbrier and now mm-hmm. Moralton. Uh, I think that you know they should end the season as the five A West champions. Right. Uh, number four, I've got Little Rock Christian. Uh, I believe that's the same as you did. Yeah. Uh, good football team they are. I don't think they're as good as they've been in recent years, but still one of the best in the state. Uh, they've got two five five A losses, which was why they're number four, not higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm sticking with Moralton at number five I'll again this week. Them. Yeah, man, the Devil Dogs. You know they're an extra point away from contending for the five A West championship. And when I say contending, I mean, that would have kept them in the ballgame. Right. You know, they're impressive on defense. They are. Uh, they're very athletic every single year. Uh, I think they they can be a real problem for teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's just a testament uh, to Coach McNabb and his staff. Absolutely. You know, those guys get coached up. They're down. The injury bug has bitten them a little bit. They lost another, I think, good linebacker in the game against Harrison. But mm. they scheme up and they coach their kids to – to be in the ball game yeah. every week, and uh, that's just a testament to Coach McNabb and his staff. And you know, Matt, when we watched them early in the season when we played them, you know, we played really bad. And I'm not trying to take away from them. We played poorly. Uh, we had a lot of things going on in Greenbrier right. with the quarantining, people coming back, and off weeks and injuries. We just didn't play a good football game. But they looked like they were they weren't really. Uh, in stride yet right you know it, on offense it was like like they didn't know what they were doing they were different quarterbacks sure. trying to figure things out and they were still a 19 point winner but just because they were so athletic yeah so physically good right, right. and that that's a good lead into our asi spotlight game of the week for 5a which is Moralton, who's four and three on the season three and one in conference going to valonia eagles who's five and two on the year and three and one in conference this could determine the number two seed in the 5a west uh, we just talked about a little bit about Moralton and how good they've been this year. They've they've settled in on a quarterback, you yeah. know, the sophomore um, Demarius Martin. He triggers the offense for Moralton. Um, their stud running back Jackson Moe has turned out to be one of the best running backs in this conference. You know, he's rushed for over 750 yards in the last four four games. Uh, he carried it. He carried it against Harrison 44 times. I saw that. Oh I'll say Lord. he was a little sore the next yeah, day. Yeah, I'm gonna say he probably got a Saturday off. Yeah. Uh, Bologna, you know, is a little bit of a mystery. Um, they, they've been pretty good this year. They won some close ball games. They got drummed by Harrison. They went yeah. to Harrison. A lot of people thought that was going to be a good ball game and possibly for a, a conference championship, and, and they just went up there and laid an egg. Um, they did lose um, 
their D1 starting quarterback to a thumb injury on his throwing hand, mm. possibly for the season. Don't know that to be a fact, but uh, do know that he was out last week and they started a sophomore quarterback that played pretty well. Um, I think in this ball game, um is going to rely a lot on their junior running back, Seth Kirk. Yeah. And I think Morrillton's going to man up the, the receivers for Valonia. They're going to pin their ears back, and they're yeah. going to make that sophomore make decisions. Oh, yeah. And I think Morrillton wins this one by 10. I like it, Matt. You know, Morrillton proved what many of us questioned last week. They've impressed us all year long because they were better than what we expected to be coming this season. You know, losing – a quarterback like a star player like they did right. with with Chris with Jacoby Chriswell, we didn't know how they were going to be this year. Uh, but the question was, could they come up big in the in the game and, uh, with Harrison? You know, could they really compete for the conference? And they did. Mm-hmm. You know, they took the Goblins to, to two overtime, came up short with the extra points. Uh, Valonia, good football team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. No, uh, I agree with that. And, and I think, you know, after seeing them getting handled pretty good by Harrison, seeing Moulton play the way they did at Harrison, now you know you talk about home field advantage. That comes into play as well. Uh, I think Moulton continues to prove why they're my number five team in the state and, uh, and number two in the 5A West. I think I'm picking the Devil Dogs by 22. Big win. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, that'll lead us into our lightning round for 5A. Uh, first game in our lightning round is Pulaski Academy. The Bruins going to BB. I got BB by 42. Yeah, you I'm do. sorry, P.A. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing his face when he said that because he was so confident. Like, like, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, I got him by 42. I was like, he didn't realize what he just said. <laughs> you know, I, I put my notes. You know, BB struggled. They have for a couple years now. And, uh, and, I put in my notes to Matt when I said that, I said, pray for BB, you know, because, man, you know, PA is so good right now and MBB. But, hey, I will say this. BB's right in the middle of their conference right now. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're, they've got two wins. They do. Uh, but, yeah, I got Kevin Kelly's Bruins by 42. Okay. I've got Batesville Pioneers going to Green County Tech, a very good Green County Tech team. Um, probably the surprise of the East this year. I've got baseball by 16 in this one. I got baseball by eight. Greenville, I, I, I mean, Green County Tech, I, they're pretty pretty solid, but like you, I, I'm thinking baseball will get them. Okay. I got Maumelle, the Hornets, going to Watson Chapel. This ought to be a, a great ball game. I'm going to go with the home team in this one. Uh, I'm going Watson Chapel by one. You know, Matt, I think that you're probably right, even though that's not what I'm picking. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I say that my pick's going to be wrong? I'm going with my – I picked my mail by seven uh, by a touchdown. But, man, you know, that Watson Chapel bunch is pretty good, and they're playing at home. Right. right. That's what swayed my my decision there. I got to own it, though. Yeah. I'm owning it. My mail by seven. Gotcha. All right. Next next up, Forest City at Win. I've got Win by 28. I'm going with Win by 42. Woo. Yeah, they're going to put it on them, man. Roll them up. All right, next matchup, uh, Alma, the Airedales, going to Greenbrier. I got Greenbrier by 27. I got the Panthers by 24. Texarkana going to Hope. I got Texarkana by 30. I got them by 27. Okay, and then the, the Razorbacks. The Razorbacks. Yeah. And then the last uh, last pick of our lightning round for 5A, I got Farmington, the Cardinals, going to P. Ridge, who has not played in three weeks, I and believe. And they haven't played in a while. They haven't played in a while. Don't really know a whole lot about P. Ridge. I hadn't got to see them this year due to COVID and the cancellation at Greenbrier. But I've got – I was impressed by Farmington's defense last week. I've got the Cardinals by 14. If Farmington can move the ball on the ground, 
they won't be able to stop them. I've, I've actually – I think that Farmington will dominate pretty good. I got him by 24. I like it. All right, that'll wrap us up for 5A. And after our 5A segment, we'll always take a little break to um, talk about our ASI Faulkner County Player of the Week uh, for last week. Um, we spotlight a, a player in the county every week here at ASI. Uh, we talk a little bit about how we do that every week with the head coaches nominating their, their player, and then our office staff uh, votes on that amongst our players, and then we, we go out and recognize that player each week. We love to be able to be a, be a part of that and recognize these kids in the county. And uh, our last week's player of the week uh, from Greenboro High School, uh, number 15, Nick Hewitt, had a monster game. Uh, against Monticello, had 29 carries for 231 yards, four touchdowns, and he played every single snap on defense and had six tackles. The kid's an absolute beast. He is, man. You know, what's funny is he's the backup. Right. You know, you see Trey Havens out there, and and he's just – you're just like, man, Trey's so good. But then when he – you know, Trey got hurt a little bit Friday night and, and had to come out, and, 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 of course, Nick's back in, and it's like – we don't miss a step when we put our backup in. That's right. Our, our one-two combination at running back is is pretty pretty special, yeah. and and they're both. You don't see this a whole lot anymore, but they're both bigger, more physical right. backs. You know, a lot of teams are going away from that, and going to the more speed back. But yeah. Greenbrier's got two big, strong, physical backs, yeah. and and it, it's proven to work this year because they're getting a lot of yards after contact. They are, you know, uh, Harrison. They had over three hundred yards between the two of them. Right, you know, Nick. I, I've had the pleasure to coach his kid since he was in fourth grade. Yeah, uh, good, good friends of our family. Our friend families are real close. Um, this kid's a special kid. I knew after coaching him for a week that he was going to be special, and it's it's proven to be true. It's been a blessing on my life to see him grow and mature. And uh, just big congratulations to Nick Hewitt. So I got a question: When did Juniors in high school start being able to have beard game. <laughs> this kid's had a beard that looks like he's a lumberjack. I think he had a beard in fifth grade. <laughs> he may have. I know he had one in ninth grade. <laughs> but, no, big shout-out to Nick Hewitt. Uh, great game against Monticello and our uh, ASI fault. And then what about that run where he mouse laid on oh that guy and got up and took off? This The awareness of just being able, knowing that he wasn't down and getting up and, and, and scoring on that, that, that Com- was incredible. Completely so, kept us in the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, you know, fans that, uh, that may not have seen it, Nick got tackled and was brought to the ground, but he landed on the defender and his knee went down, nothing was down, and he just rolled off of him and got up and ran, what, probably another 40 yards yeah, and, least, and yeah. scored a touchdown. So that was a great play by them. I mean, you're right, it did keep us in the ball game, so – well, all righty, that'll uh, wrap up that segment for Faulkner County Player of the Week, which will lead us into our 6A classification. Junk, won't you tell us who your top five is in 6A? Number one, the Greenwood Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Yeah, they're 8-0. Man, you know, another situation where you got a first-year head coach. Chris Young comes in there after they have been dominant for years, and he doesn't miss a beat, man. That's right. You know, they, they're dominating 6A. Uh, their quarterback, L.D. Richmond, can do it however he wants to. He can run the ball. Right. He can throw the ball. Um, I really expect him to go un- uncontested this year. Uh, number two, I've got Benton. You know, Benton played pretty tough against Greenwood. They did. You know, they, the scoreboard really didn't show. Well, I say, you know, it was a 14-point loss. Right. But, you know, Benton played tough. Uh, their quarterback, Garrett Brown, threw for 293 yards in that loss. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. They got a big, another big game this week against uh, their six A West leader, undefeated Lake Hamilton. That's right. Uh, number three, Jonesboro. 
you know, they beat uh, 7A Catholic. They lost by four to a 7A powerhouse, Cabot. You know, their quarterback, Riker, I, I, I keep messing his name up, but is it a Sebo? I think it's a Sebo. it's a Sebo. Yeah, you know, he took over after the greatest name in high school sports history, Cross Jumper, <laughs> got hurt. You know, Cross Jumper, I think he's he's signed with Arkansas for baseball. baseball. That's yeah. Right. All right. Is it is it Arkansas or Tennessee? I think, I think it's Tennessee. Is it maybe Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, but this kid comes in this this quarterback backup quarterback. Uh, in four weeks, he's racked up over twelve hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. That's impressive. You know, he Jonesboro's playing really good of late. Uh, I think they'll win the six A East. Uh, number four, I've got Parkview. They're just quietly winning big. Right. You know, they lost that close game to Benton's. It kind of put them out of the. You know, with with Lake Hamilton being undefeated mm-hmm. and ahead of Benton, kind of put them out of that talk, but they just keep winning and they're doing it. I mean, dominantly. Right. You know, thirty three three Friday night. Uh, they could be a playoff spoiler. Yep. Uh, then last uh, number five, I've got Lake Hamilton, undefeated leader of six A West, ground and pound offense. They put up three hundred eighty two yard rushing and six touchdowns last week against Van Buren. Uh, big matchup this week with uh, Benton. Um, they still have Greenwood to go in week ten. Right. Yeah. They got a, they got a, a tough <laughs> couple games to finish out their season. I've, I'm pretty close to the same on this one, Junk. I've got number one. I've got Greenwood, of course, eight and zero on the year. Uh, we talked about the Greenwood Benton matchup last week in in the podcast, and I felt like Benton would give them a run just because Benton been playing so good of late. But Greenwood was too much for them in the end. That's why I kept Benton still at number two, at five and three, four one in conference. Number three, I've got Parkview at three. Um, they're five and one um, on the year, two and one in conference. Man, those guys are just loaded with talent. I mean, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I want to say they've got five or six kids that have already been offered D one scholarships in Parkview. Wow! Didn't yeah. they just move up from five A? No, they did. Yeah, yeah. So I've got them at three. Number four, I've got Lake Hamilton, who's seven and zero undefeated on the year. We've talked about their schedule to finish up. We'll see how good they are. And then number five, I've got Jonesboro, who's playing really good of late, which will lead us into our ASI Spotlight Game of the Week, four six A. We got Jonesboro, the Hurricanes at five and two in the year, four and zero in conference, going to Sylvan Hills, who's a little bit of a surprise this year in the six A. Uh, going, they're five and three on the year, four and one in conference. This will determine a lot of seating and could determine a conference championship. So, uh, Junk, talk to us a little bit about this one. You know, I don't know a tremendous amount about, about Sylvan Hills. You know, we played in preseason in a scrimmage, and uh, we were pretty controlling of that game. Mm-hmm. But I did notice how, man, athletic they are. Right. And their offense is tricky. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of misdirection. And, man, they do it every year. It seems like we play them in that game, that scrimmage game, and it looks like we're going to be state champions, you know. And then <laughs> we, we end up, you know, not – you know, being good, but not, you know – leading the conference, and then they come out in 6A every year, and they're like, well, they're in the top four or five, mm-hmm. six teams, you know. And uh, I, th- I just don't think that uh, they can match this quarterback star that's come out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, Mr. Rocker. story. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Rocker, four weeks in a row now. He's doing it, and I don't I, – I, you know, till somebody stops him, I think he's going to keep doing it. And I've got Jonesboro by 16. I like it. 
I disagree with you. I know. <laughs> this is one of I our. I know you do. This is one of our picks that uh, we did not agree on, and and like you said, Jonesboro's playing some great football right now. They've got a they've got a Razorback commit and Marco Avant, uh, stud linebacker for them. They've got a couple of other D one commits on their team. They're loaded with talent. This Sylvan Hills bunch, man, first year coach Chris Hill. Uh, if, if those of you that aren't familiar with Chris Hill, used to coach at Win, and so he brought that Win offense two Sylvan Hills with several athletes. And what makes that such a hard matchup for most people and why I feel like they've been so successful is it something that you can't pre- you don't prepare for throughout the week right, or throughout right. the year. It's game week. It's it's game week and it's it's assignment football. Yeah. You miss one assignment, they can take it to the house. And yeah, so you gotta trust your teammates. You do, you do. And and what, what Sylvan Hills is also doing defensively these last couple of weeks is very, very impressive. You're a defensive guy. Let me give you a little stat here from last week, Junk. They allowed El Dorado 111 total yards of offense and six first downs. Wow. That's dominant. That's dominant. So, I'm going with the upset in this one. I'm going Sylvan Hills by three at home. Well, you know, that's – you know, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Come on, Crystal Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball says you are wrong. I love it. So uh, let's, lightning round. Yeah, let's get into our lightning round um, for six A. Lake Hamilton going to Benton. Big ball game for the Curly Wolves. Is it the Curly Wolves? Lake Hamilton. Yeah, they are the Curly Wolves. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Lake Hamilton going to Benton. I've got Benton in a close one by three. I got Benton by four. Nice pick. Uh, Silent Springs going to Parkview. I've got Parkview by fourteen. I got them by twelve. Russellville at Mountain Home. The Bombers having a, a good year, a lot better year than they've had in, in the past. I've got Mountain Home by six. I'm glad to see them winning some football games because they really struggled. You know who they got up there now, don't you? Oh, yeah, Ryan Mallet. Oh, Ryan Mallet. That's yep. right. Uh, I've got Mountain Home by eight. Okay. El Dorado uh, coming off a tough loss last week, uh, going to Cersei. I've got Cersei by three. I've got Cersei by nine. Okay, Greenwood, the Bulldogs going to Van Buren. I've got the Bulldogs of Greenwood by 24 in this one. I got them rolling, man, 35. 35. Marion going to Sheridan. Um, This may be a little bit of an upset pick. I've got Marion by six. Marion by six. I've got Sheridan by 12. Ooh, a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. By the way, uh, Lake Hamilton's the Wolves. They're not the Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Okay. My apologies there to the Lake Hamilton fans. Uh, our last game in 6A for the Lightning Round, the Zebras of Pine Bluff going to West Memphis. I've got the uh, the young Zebras who's coming on playing good of late. I've got them by 10 in this one. I've got them by three. You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier today. I can't figure out this Pine Bluff team because another team that their record doesn't, to me, seem like it shows what how good this team can be. Sure, and we we talked a little bit about it last week that I think they're just really, really young. Really young, yeah. And they're starting to figure it out, and I think they're going to be a problem come playoff time. I wouldn't be surprised. All righty, that'll wrap us up for 6A, and we'll bring us to our biggest classification in the state of Arkansas, our 7A, our big boys. Um, Junk, tell us our, your top five for 7A football. Well, I think anybody that doesn't have the Bryant Hornets at number one in the state probably needs to have their head checked. <laughs> you know, they're seven and zero. They just outclass teams every week. You know, it's just a different level of football than what we see every week in Arkansas. And uh, you know, they're nationally ranked. They're thirty fifth. I hope we get to see them play Bentonville. Sure. 
uh, 7A Central Conference Championship game this week with North Little Rock at North Little Rock. Huge ball game. Last time uh, this coach, uh, Coach uh, Buck James, has lost a football game was in North Little Rock in 2018. Uh, number two, I got Bentonville. You know, they're dominating 7A West opponents. 46 points per game on offense, and they only give up 14 a game. Own defense could be a great matchup with Bryant in the playoffs. I'm hoping we get to see it. Uh, North Little Rock is number three. They're very, you know, very close two point win over Conway earlier in the season. That's what puts them at three. Uh, huge opportunity for this new head coach, J.R. Eldridge, uh, and the Wildcats at home versus Bryant on Friday. Number four, Conway. Very impressive win over Christian Brothers out of Memphis Friday night. This is why I get the crystal ball. <laughs> I said a six-point win with Bryce Bohannon producing 150 yards and two touchdowns. The Wampus Cats, the mythical creature, one by seven with Bohannon catching five passes for 119 yards and three touchdowns. Now, granted, I was told today, well, that just means you were wrong. <laughs> I get that. I get it. It's not exact. You're never exact when you're picking stats, but that's pretty close that's pretty close but i mean we're talking about crystal ball here hey that's what they call me <laughs> oh and number five cabot you know uh best of the rest in 7a is their story you know i think after cabot there's a separation in the rest of the teams in 7a they had a close loss to conway it wasn't really a close game kind of a Oh, I say that. I think Cabot ran out of time. Sure. Uh, they were coming back. Right. But, you know, Conway jumped on them early. They're just a good football team. They are. And this classification, we, we actually have the exact same five, which is the only classification that we've agreed 100% on, which we agreed 100% on last week. Uh, the top five didn't change at all for me or, or Junk. Uh, Bryant, number one, uh, huge game this week going to North Little Rock. Bentonville at number two. Uh, defensively, they're, they're – a Really solid football team, and then offensively they scored seventy four last 74. week. Seventy four, that's amazing. That that'll be a fun matchup if we get to see it. I think we will eventually get to see it in a state championship. Um, North Little Rock at three, Conway at four. I'll tell you what, um, look out for Conway. Yeah, man, they've they, huh. they've got it rolling offensively here lately. I believe they're going to make some noise, and they may test Bryant next week. You never know. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to watch that football game. I, I can't wait to watch that football game. Yeah. Uh, you know that Conway offensive coordinator won a state championship That's at right. Cersei last week last he's, year. He's got them rolling. He does. He yep. does. And you know I'm I'm a big fan of Bryce Bowen. Yeah. So we've talked about you know these are the top five um, for sure. What we feel like in seven A, um, I, I believe that that Conway is just a step ahead of Cabot. So between the top four, I think that's, that's probably going to end up being your, your semifinals in 7A. But we could be wrong. That's why you play the ball game. But let's get into our spotlight game of the week for 7A, which is Bryant going to North Little Rock, both undefeated on the season. This could determine um, a conference championship uh, if Bryant can handle Conway the following week. Um, Bryant comes into this one after a 42-14 win over Cabot last week. Uh, North Little Rock defeated – North side a week ago, forty-five to seven. You know Bryant's offense led by um, their stud quarterback Austin Ledbetter. He threw for over thirty-three hundred yards a season ago. They've got some studs at running back. You know, Tanner Anderson's their workhorse in the backfield. He's averaging over eight yards a carry. Eight point 
too. I mean, he's a stud. They've got receivers. Uh, his his favorite targets Hayden Schrader, his main go to guy, and then defensively they're led by uh, Kyle and Caleb Knox, uh, very talented in the secondary. You know, you look at North Little Rock. Uh, Coach Eldridge come in there, changed the culture, changed the offense. They were a power run team. He's kind of switched them over to a spread, and uh, they haven't missed a beat. They're still winning ball games and winning impressively. Um, I just think in this one that Bryant is just too much to handle, too much talent. Even though they're going to North Little Rock, I've got Bryant by 20. You know, Matt, this new coach, uh, Coach Eldridge at North Little Rock, not only has is he a first-year coach, but he's completely changed the scheme of this offense. You know, they were a ground-and-pound team, and now they are spread it out. Good news for, you know, quarterback Kareem Cotton because uh, he's thrived. Yeah, he has. Um, you know, and they're anchored by a great defense. But I'm like you, you know, Austin Ledbetter's thrown for 1,300 yards, 18 touchdowns this season. And then you got, you know, Tanner Anderson, like you said, 8.2 yards of carry. Mm-hmm. I think Bryant's offense is just too much for that good defense from North Little Rock. I'm going Bryant by 19. So we're pretty close on that one. One thing I want to note out about, about North Little Rock is they were only returning one starter on defense. They changed their, their, changed their scheme totally. They weren't really sure how they were going to be defensively this year, and they're out only allowing 15 points a ball game. So I'm going to say they, it's figured, impressive. they figured it out. They have, and, you know, I, I really enjoy that. So I'm a big fan of this this coach, this uh, J.R. Eldridge. He's got a uh, – I think if it's the right – I'm pretty sure it's the right guy. He he on his uh, social media, like his Facebook, he's got – I guess he's got daughters. Anyway, he posts a lot, taking them to school every morning. And they're good sports about it too, but he's always like – you know, clowning, doing something sure. like maybe have a helmet on or something, <laughs> and, or singing a fight song. You know, something, and they and they're just right along with him. Yeah. So it's, but uh, man, I just feel like he's probably breathed motivation into this program. Not that they didn't have it sure. already, but you're talking about coming into a new environment as a coach, and also returning few players. Right, that's right. It ought to be a good ball game. Um, our lightning round for 7A, we'll bust through this pretty quick. I got Southside going to Bentonville West. I got Bentonville West by 13. I got West by 12. Northside going to Cabot. I got Cabot by 10. Cabot by 16. Uh, Little Rock Catholic going to Conway. I've got the Wampus Cats, the mythical creature, by 21. I got them by 22. Heritage going to Fayetteville. I got the Fayetteville. I got Fayetteville by 14 in this one. I've got Fayetteville by 24. Okay. And Harbor going to Rogers. I've got Harbor by 17. I got Harbor by nine. Bentonville going to Springdale. Bentonville big in this one, 35. I think they can score whatever they want to. <laughs> I got them with 42. Okay. And then Little Rock Central, who has not played in forever. Um, going to Little Rock Southwest, who's had a tough start uh, for an up, up start, uh, upstart program. I've got Little Rock Central by 12. All right, Matt. I may regret this, okay. But, you know, Southwest got this new school. They've got these two schools combined. They've got this unbelievable facility. They brought in, what, Daryl Powell as their coach? Daryl Patton. I'm sorry, Daryl Patton as their coach. And, uh, I mean, it's got to happen eventually. I'm saying that Southwest wins this week by one point. Oh, my word. Big pick, Junk. I like it. I like when you're wrong. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that will wrap us up for our high school talk. Junk, I think you've got a little bit to talk about, um, about A-State and UCA. You know, last week was a lot of fun talking about the Red Wolves and the Bears because they both, you know, hit home runs. Right. Uh, This week – 
tough losses for both teams. ASU, you know, they played Appalachian State. They're just good. They are. You know, they lost a game to Appalachian 45-17. to 17. You know, Hatcher, Lane Hatcher was 9 for 16, had 178 yards, threw one interception. But what's impressive is Jonathan Adams, Jr., another another week, six six catches for 134 yards in a dominating loss. Right. He's just next level. He is. You know, and then I've got the UCA Bears lost a heartbreaker to Eastern Kentucky, 31-28. You know, Braylon uh, Smith, the quarterback that I'm so fond of, you mm-hmm. know, he was 30 of 45, 320 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw two picks, but that's pretty good numbers. Yeah. You know, the Bears are at home this Saturday against Missouri Western at 3 o'clock. Uh, and the Red Wolves – they're uh, they're also going to be at home. They're hosting Troy at two o'clock Saturday. That should be a good matchup. It should be a good ball game. Now, there's one thing I need to let our listeners know that was a surprise Saturday when UCA played Eastern Kentucky that <laughs> we didn't know about until we watched the game. But back in the year of 1998, after Matt Wilcox had uh, graduated high school and moved on to Henderson State to be a ready basketball player. Apparently, he found love (laughs) because the receiver for the Eastern Kentucky football team's name is Matt Wilcox Jr. (laughs) Tell me he didn't just graduate high school, go to college. He's out there living the college life, and now there's uh, Matt Wilcox Jr. Junk, that's a a great, great mythical story. (laughs) But I just can't listen to this podcast. (laughs) But... I think all you have to do to verify that you're wrong is look at the picture. He's got way too much hair. He does have well, too much hair. Well, here's the thing though. Uh, let's post a picture out on Facebook, and so, yeah. so 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 people can see that we're I not will. that we're not just. It just looks joking. just like it got the yeah. same nose and everything. <laughs> no, we're hey, not joking about this. <laughs> what I'm concerned most about is, you know, Cooper and Cannon are already pretty competitive, but the sibling rivalry when you throw in a, court, a, a college receiver. Matt, he took your name. <laughs> Cassie, don't lock the door. Babe. So here, here, so here, you want to hear my story? My, my, it's a love story. She loved him so much that for twenty years plus years now, she never, she never said anything to his family, but she still named him Junior. Matt Wilcox Junior. That's, that's funny. That's a great story. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, first of all, I just want, last of all, I just want to say thank you all so much for tuning in last week and uh, all the great feedback and everybody that that supported us so far after our episode one. Uh, We hope to continue to make this better, make it a lot of fun, a different spin on high school football. And uh, just go out and like our Facebook page, like us on Twitter, subscribe and share it. Yeah, you know, and like you said, Matt, share. You can't, you can't emphasize that enough. You know, we're trying to grow this thing. And we can't do it without help. That's right. We need our our, our listeners to share, 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 share. Yeah. Tell your friends to share. And I know, yeah. you know, it's it's it does take some of your time. Yeah, we are asking a favor from you, but if you'll share, subscribe, and share. That's right. And the thing, you know, on um, on Apple's uh, iTunes, uh, if you go in there and just give a review of it, um, you know, we'd appreciate that too. That uh, that help us get more awareness as well, and and also on Spotify and all the platforms that we got it on. Just uh, give us a quick review. Um, and help us grow this because uh, believe it, 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 this is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I hope and I hope the people listening can kind of enjoy it as much as we do putting it together because it is a lot of fun. And make sure any negative feedback about Matt 
Wilcox, I get it. <laughs> Don't let him get it first. I need to see this. And only come with negative feedback about me. I mean, sorry, only come with feedback about me if it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Crystal ball. Well, yeah. thank y'all so much. And tune in again next week. Peace out. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. A special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats. <laughs>